Oh my yeah. god. He just missed it. I did. Oh my god. Oh my golly, Moses Mason. Kick. And it's no, not good. he missed it. He missed yeah. it. He missed it. Mason Cross. Damn it! Fuck. Oh my god. All of the marbles. Forty-nine go. yard attempt block for the shit. Cincinnati Bengals. Block it, please. Please block it. Please block it. Yeah. Not block, and it goes right. No, oh. he missed it. He missed, missed it. it. He missed it. it. <laughs> oh my god. Kick up. Go! Booyah! Oh, let's go! Mason, let's Mason go! Mason, Four and one. Mason, Green Bay Mason, Packers. Mason Crosby. Mason. Mason Crosby. From the LiveX Studios in New York City, Cheesehead TV brings you two guys who like to think they know something about Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to Packer Transplants Live. I am Aaron Nagler, and joining me, as always, is my co-founder here at Cheesehead TV, Mr. Corey Banky. I'm coming to you from my apartment in Astoria, Queens. Corey joins us from the original Cheesehead TV podcast room at the LiveX Studios in Midtown Manhattan, and we are ready to talk some Packers. What do we have on tap today, Corey? Today, we'll take some deep breaths after that crazy Bengals game and get ready for Bears Week. But right now, it's time for the good, the bad, and the ugly. We got the good, we got. Devontae Adams. You know, just leave him in the good forever. What a game. We got the bad, we got. Mason, buddy, I know you made the game winner, but way too many misses, Crosby. We got the ugly, we got. Time management. Who needs timeouts? Really? I mean, let's just throw them away. Close game, fourth quarter. Not going to need those timeouts probably. Right, Corey? How you doing, buddy? Uh, yeah, what do you need timeouts for, huh? Timeouts, they're, they're just, like, kind of ridiculous. They're, they're just, like, kind of superfluous at this point. Uh, Banky, you're in New York Nagler. City. Nagler, yeah. you know what? You know what I missed more than you? Well, that's yeah, a lot. This that's cup. a long list. This cup, remember this cup? I missed it oh, so I much. That's an OG cup. Uh, but I you're there. And I got your Brett Favre is trending, Nagler. Brett Favre, I got him right over my shoulder. He's trending right now on reasons. Twitter. <laughs> oh, Brett. That's the problem now. Whenever Favre's trending, you know it's for all the wrong reasons. You He's know never it's trending bad. for something good. It's always something stupid he did or said. Really. doesn't He doesn't carry the G. Let's put it that way. Um, you know what it's time for, Corey? It's time for the, the hotness. hotness. I'm ready Every for it. Every game has some hotness. Let's, let's take a look at this week's hotness. Roll it, Paige. <laughs> oh, I love that graphic. That is it. That's what I'm talking about. Look at this run from Aaron Jones. Ladies and gentlemen, mm. shaking, bang, bye. moving left, moving right. Bye-bye. He should have done loose. his little bye-bye dance. And then the piece de resistance, of course, me at the end of it. I mean, mm. there are many plays in contention for the hotness. That deep one to Devontae Adams, a couple others, but you can't beat. You cannot beat Aaron Jones in the open field giving guy a stiff arm. That is amazing. Uh, that's the hotness this week. Uh, that's good. I, I, like, we I, like, I like eating some protein before I have to eat my vegetables. <laughs> that's right. Well, you know, and before we get to the vegetables, before we get to some Cheesehead TV news, how was your trip to New York? I haven't talked to you. Like, we've exchanged emails for work, but, like, how, how was your trip? How you doing? How, how was uh, flight in? Everything good? Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I didn't, I was, I was, I was, you know, I'm, I missed it, and I'm glad I'm here. I miss Green Bay, and, you know, I wish I could be in both places at once. It'd be nice. <laughs> exactly. One day very, somebody created an app for that. <laughs> like some kind of insta-directional thing that you can exist in two planes of existence. I like it. I'm all about it. All right, let's talk about some Packers news, shall we? Uh, the Packers have signed cornerback Quinton Dunbar to the practice squad. Have to think there's a good chance he'll land on the 53-man roster at some point soon. Uh, Dunbar 
has a couple years' experience with Joe Barry, and clearly they need all the corner depth they can get, given the fact that Jair is still out and will be for a while. And uh, the next piece of news is probably another reason they signed Dunbar. Kevin King sustained an arm injury. I guess it's a shoulder injury in the Bengals game, which would tell you why early in the game you saw him tackling, wrapping up, really playing well. Second half, you saw one in particular, one play where he really poorly threw his shoulder into a guy, obviously probably his off shoulder. Yeah, Um, Yeah, he turned old Kevin King. He most definitely did. You so were like, now oh, we know. Yeah, I remember old Kevin King. That's there he is. And then we that's, find out he had an injury, and then we all felt like, like assholes. No, that's not. I don't want any of that. Um, and then finally, Jenkins and Myers both back at practice today. That is huge. Obviously, Jenkins practiced in a limited capacity throughout last week. Still, you know, I don't. I haven't seen the designation for the injury report today, but I know. He practiced along with Josh Myers. That's a good thing because this Bears front is no joke. Going to need that offensive line at full strength. Um, and I think I see someone asked about Devontae and a possible extension. I know Tom wrote about it this morning in the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. I think there was another outlet that also wrote, um, you know, it's time to extend Devontae. He's making it tough. It's hard not to say he's not the best wide receiver in football when he's putting up insane numbers week after week all while teams know the ball's going to him and it doesn't matter. Um, those will be ongoing conversations, I would suspect, but there's no news there. So not a whole lot to talk about. Um, let's talk about the offense, talking about things to talk about. Bit of a herky-jerky game, had a slow start there out of the gate. Obviously, that first quarter was not uh, what you want. They, they have started slowly most of these games, and I don't think, obviously, Sunday was any exception. A big part of it for me is how inefficient they have been on early downs, whether it is yeah. the run or the pass. They're putting themselves in a lot of second and longs. And I you know, I asked Rodgers about it, and I asked Coach about it, and I wanted to play Coach's response because I thought he was, while not uh, 100% like, yeah, at least he agreed with the premise. He's not going to be entirely forthcoming. Obviously, he's not going to give you the game plan of how he plans to get around it. But I thought his answer was good. So let's take a listen to what Coach had to say. Coach, I don't want to touch the third rail with any stats here, but <laughs> something that was a hallmark of your offense last year was the efficiency on early downs. You did a great job in 2020 of staying ahead of the sticks. Not so much this year. What Can you pinpoint why that is? Is it not being effective in the running game? Is it so much shotgun spread? What, what's going on that you guys are kind of getting – you're falling into a lot of get-back-on-track scenarios like you did in 2019. Yeah, there's no doubt, and that that's an important part of it. I think some of it you got to give credit, like I just talked about, to the defense. But ultimately, you know, we got to go out there and execute better. There, there were many plays in that game that I thought there were opportunities to gain yards, and we're we're losing yards. So some of that was, you know, in the pass game. Um, some of it was in in our running game in terms of we threw a couple run alerts that went out there and, and we lost yardage on that were where I thought the decision making behind why we threw it out there was, was on point and we just got to make sure we're getting our blocks or whatever it may be, but yeah, you're, you're dead. You're dead on. You got to stay ahead of the sticks in this game. And that's going to be an important part against the Chicago bears defenses. Anytime you're going against these elite level defenses, you, you don't want to be in those third and long yard yardage situations because it's just, it's very, very difficult. And then, of course, he steals my thing where I was going to say, this is the week they have to get on track. Like, you've got to stay ahead of the sticks because this Bears front is going to cause some problems if you're on third and long all the time. Ah, Bears. They still suck from what I hear. Um, why? What I heard. Here's my next question, and I tried to slip it in there with Coach, and he didn't acknowledge it, of course. But why Why are they going spread in the shotgun so much? I have no Corey idea. Banky, can you riddle me this? Because last year we saw so much – Condensed formations, under center, you know, obviously they're still trying to do some of the boot game, though that never seems to be there this year. Um, But, man, they go to the shotgun spread a lot. Like, it reminds me of a little bit of 2019, and actually it reminds me of, like, Mike McCarthy. Yeah. When Mike was down. You got to imagine it's – you got to imagine it's QB1. I mean, I'm I'm merely speculating, but – 
you know, it, it's either QB1 or coach is scouting something that no one else is seeing because it doesn't make any sense. It's like, it seems like every time we get our our game on track, it comes from a single back or, or I mean, we've, we right. what do we do? Two I-forms in five games? Why can't I get I-form, coach? I'll tell you, I'll tell you what's interesting about that is, um, I know at practice today, Dominic Daphne uh, is in line to possibly return. He was their kind of up back when they went I-form early in the year prior to him going down. So hopefully Ooh. Daphne coming back will maybe hopefully open up part of that playbook because I'm with you. I think they are a better team with Rogers under center and working off, you know, boot action, play action, what have you. And of course, obviously some of that is you want to get the running game going. Um, analytics will tell you, you don't really need a productive running game to make play action work, but you right. still need that action. You still need to commit to running the ball at least a, handful of times to keep the defense a thinking about it and b, you know worried about okay i i'm not entirely sure they're going to be dropping back 50 times you know but right now with the packers yeah they've run the ball at times but man they have done a lot of shotgun spread and i am just kind of bewildered about it i'm not entirely sure i think it's you uh, to your point i think there is a good chance yeah i think it is rogers influence in that regard and it's something i want to ask nathaniel hackett about hopefully i think we get him tomorrow but, um, yeah, it's, it's weird how that has kind of transpired through these first five weeks. Not Can a, not I just say, game. okay, I know I already said this, but, okay, I just want everybody to look at this. Okay. This is literally the greatest cup ever made for the Packers. Okay? That's all I'm going to say about that. It's a, it's a classic. Every time I look classic. at it, I, it just makes me happy. You know how, like, you, know how, like you, you just – there's some objects that have that effect, this cup – I think about all the times we watch games together. I think about like how far this cup and I have come, this piece of plastic mold that was made in China. <laughs> right? That you've literally been drinking out of since we met in like 1996. Like that's kind of This crazy. cup is if this cup was if this cup turned into like Toy Story, if this was like a, the Toy Story <laughs> the, the Toy Story character of Aaron and Corey. Like have a lot of things to tell, Aaron. It would have a lot of stories to tell. There's no doubt about that. Uh, before we uh, move on to the defense, I, I want to talk about one gentleman in particular. I, I just want to give a shout-out to Big Dog, Mercedes Lewis. This man, oh I mean, he's always there. Always mm. answering the bell. Always showing up. 100%. That screen... What's oh ridiculous? <laughs> that was one of the greatest things I've seen this season. I mean, that was just like so excellent. It was so when good. Absolutely, positively, a hundred percent. Don't expect it. Go to Big Dog, and he'll get you what you need. Like I don't know. I don't That's, care if it's a first. We've time. done that now, like three times, right? We've done that three yeah. times. You don't think you're gonna do it, and you do it, and it's great. You know, whatever you need. I don't care if it's a first down. I don't care if it's like oil for your lawnmower. Whatever you need, Big Dog is going to get it. <laughs> like that is, he is he is a absolute stud. In and I love Devonte's phrasing today. He said, you know, he's he's moving moving grown men out of the way. You know, he he just all he does is do work when he's on the field, and he's not on the field all the time. He's not on the field, you know, 50, 60 plays a game. But damn, every single play he is there, he is making it count. It is impressive. It is super impressive. And I just wanted to give him a shout-out because he's amazing. Shout-out to Big Dog. Um, let's move on to the defense. And uh, Speaking of guys who that are showing quick. up. And wait, we, all we, we talked about was – wait. Huh? Okay, I just want to – okay. You got something well, to say okay. about the offense? Yeah. Here's the thing, okay. Uh, offense. Find me in camera one because I only have one camera, okay. <laughs> offense. I really, 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 I don't know what it is. I don't know if Coach is holding you back. I don't know if his piss is too warm and it's not hot enough. I don't know what it is, but I'm looking for you, offense. I'm looking I'm looking for that, that spark. I'm looking for that takeover offense. I'm dreaming about it. I'm literally waking up in the morning and I'm going, what happened to the Packers offense? And I just feel like I feel like this moment's going to happen. I feel like we're going to ascend into the season, and all of a sudden the offense is going to take over. And I'm waiting for it. I'm waiting here with bated breath. I just want to tell everybody that. I'm ready. That's great. Well, you know, I, hopefully it happens this weekend. Tough D, tough environment. 
think it's going to be a, a bit of a, not an ugly game, but I think points are going to be at a premium. Uh, I mean, agree, hey. uh, Aaron, agree or disagree, right? All right. Do you think if, if QB1, and I know we put a lot on QB1, right? But if QB1 just, like, is it ego? Is it hubris? What is it that stops him from taking a check down? Like, like, have our expectations gotten so great with Aaron Rodgers that he's taken all of these chips on his shoulders when, like, you know what? Aaron Jones is right in front of you. Just take it. That's good. We like it. Like, are we, <laughs> are we expecting too much from our quarterback to, you know, not allow him to take checkdowns? Is it, is it us? Is it us, Nagler? Because I feel like maybe Wait, it's us. Maybe to, we need to talk to QB1. Is it asking too much? Well, I did ask Aaron Rodgers about the inefficiency on early downs uh, a little while ago. Um, and the funny thing is, is like I'm, I'm waiting on the checkdown question because I, I need a few more games where it's, it's very apparent that he's kind of eschewing it, right? Because yeah. here's the thing. We featured on Carry the G, which you were very much missed on, by the way, on Monday evening with, with A.J. Dillon. There was a play uh, in Sunday's game where Rodgers, I mean, textbook – has a guy, his first read's not there, goes to his second read, neither one of those are open, and he comes back to his left and hits A.J. on the check down. A.J. makes the first guy miss, makes another guy miss, a little shake and bake, and gets the first down. We saw that all the time last year, and it has not been prevalent this season. And I think, this is just guesswork on my part, but I think it's because they have been utilizing so much spread stuff that traditional you know, make my one, two reads, okay, guys aren't open, hit the check down. That just hasn't been on offer with the plays that they're running. And I do wonder if they get to a little bit more, it doesn't, it doesn't even have to be under center, it can still be shotgun, but where you're not mm -hmm. super spread, you know, you've got, you know, a combo route here, maybe a backside slant, what have you, and then you have a back, you know, doing a traditional, either leak out of the backfield or up the middle, turn around, whatever. Yeah, chip and turn around, the whatever. How more of those on offer for the quarterback, I think, because like I said, we saw Rodgers do it, I think you'd see a little bit more of it. But I'm with you. It's like, man, there's a lot of plays where they are trying to push stuff down the field. Like, guys are 15, 20, 30 yards down the field. And that's why I keep saying, like, did Mike McCarthy, like, get back in? Did he hack the playbooks? Like, what's going on? Yeah. Because... That's well, and there's that like. play you showed. You, you, I think you had this on your Twitter of Devontae Adams, right? Where you run, everybody wants to run that spread, right? And then they run the middle right. guy into zone, right? So that right. guy's either yeah. going left or right from the middle into awesome zone. Play. And that yeah, was that, awesome, that, right? But you yeah. can't have that. You can't live and die on that, right? That's something no. like with play action where you have to convince them you're going to do something and then you do the alternate thing. But yeah, it's just, it's crazy to me. It's crazy that it, I just feel like. There's not enough – it's either coach or QB1 are not spending enough time on getting QB1 in rhythm. And that's a thing. Right. It's like getting Devontae the ball. It's like getting Jones the ball. It's like getting Dylan the ball. Like, these are things you have to check off the list. And it's almost like they're just taking it for granted. I don't know. I, who, who, what do I know? I don't know anything about play calling, so what, what the fuck? <laughs> no, but you've watched football all your life, and you know trends, and you know, you know the feel of the game. That, that's all valid. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm just baffled at, at their approach. And maybe it all changes on Sunday, right? Maybe this Bears defense, top yeah, five D. Maybe it's a scout you, thing, yep. You've got to be, like, on your game, and you know you're not going to be, you'll most likely be able to take these chunk plays that you've wanted to previously. This is the game where it makes a ton of sense to, A, run the ball, but, B, dink and dunk, matriculate it down the field. If there is ever a time. It was called for. It's uh, Sunday against the Bears. Um, all right. Anything else, or should, can we head to the defense? Yeah, go for it. All right. So on defense, as we were, I was giving praise to Big Dog. I want to give praise to a guy who um, is making the most of his opportunity. You know, we hear a lot about guys who, who are given a chance because of an injury, and that happens in the league a lot. And sometimes, a lot of times, guys do not rise to the occasion. Well, Jonathan Garvin is rising to the occasion. And I'm not saying that he's out there, you know, making sports center type highlights. I'm not going to tell you that he's out there being a superstar. But he is playing good football. And, look, you need ditch diggers too, right? You need good football players to have a, 
solid defense, whether with top 10, top five, what have you, you need guys in lieu of, you know, we know Zadarius is out for a long time. Garvin's got to step up because, you know, they've got to augment the depth at outside backer. Garvin had a good camp, and he has extended that into the regular season. And God knows, we have seen plenty of times where guys have had good camps and then completely disappeared in the regular season. So I just wanted to give Garvin a shout-out because he is certainly, again, maybe not big splash plays, but he is playing really good football. That's what I'm talking about. Um, the only thing I'm going to say about the defense is we don't give them enough credit. There was a point in the third quarter, I believe, the end of the third quarter, and uh, of course, you know, they showed a stat that the defense, Bengals' offense was 0 for 5 on third down, and then they immediately got a first down. So um, <laughs> right. that was in the <laughs> that was in the third quarter, and at one point I tracked this in my notes. Nagler, I took some notes, and I've been waiting Did for the notes? right moment. No, I only have two notes, Nagler. Only have two notes. It's not back. Only two. It's not back. You're slacking this But I have, I, I have one really good one. I'm just waiting to drop on you that I've been <laughs> that I've been teasing for a while. But but this this last stat, like there was a time in the third quarter when the defense was was had pinned the offense one for seven on third down. I think I think they got a little better as after the game went on. But of course, like that's huge for us, and it's something that we overlook. Also. You know, I know you don't have this in the script, although I just said that, and then I'm now I'm actually looking at the script. But there's someone you're missing. There's someone. There's someone you're missing in the script, Aaron. Ladies and gentlemen, we're gonna let you in a little industry secret here. Banky never looks at the script until we're in the. I looked at it. I looked at it. No, that's not true. I looked at it before. So, uh, Slayton, that dance. I mean, I need more of that. I need more of that. It was like the BJ Raji dance. It was so good. We're gonna have to pull that for watch party or something. We're, you know, what we'll do is when we'll we'll pull that clip for watch party when the defense makes a good play, we'll just play that. It's so good. And he responded on Twitter uh, to what it was to uh, to uh, uh, Chancellor. Chancellor posted it. uh, Chan- Chancellor posted it on Twitter, and then Slayton responded and was like, "Yeah, I said we win, we win, we win." <laughs> it was so, it was so great. Well, because speaking of dancing and big man dancing, I meant to pull, and I totally forgot because Rogers mentioned yesterday on McAfee, uh, Yash uh, doing the the robot, and I remembered when he the moment mm. he said it, I was like, "That's right," <laughs> because I think it was against Detroit. It's after Cobb's or what? It's after a Cobb touchdown. I remember seeing it. It's on the left side of the screen, and Yash starts doing the robot. And I think I mentioned it on Watch Party. I was like, oh, my God, that's hilarious. And I, forgot, I was going to pull it. So that's two big men dances that we need to, like, one for offense and one for I'm defense. here for them. Those are and that's the thing. If we if we Those give Slayton more, uh, more reps, we'll get more dances. That's how it works, Coach. Well, that's the thing. They've been bringing him along, bringing him. got a little more playing time, a little more playing time. That's what I'm about, man. Get these young kids developing. And next we just got to get Heflin, the, uh, you know, Trash bag full of dirt or whatever it is. <laughs> Trash can full of dirt. Uh, we need to get him on the field. He needs to get healthy. And uh, hopefully we get some of these young guys developing and ready to play in December and January and ready to kick some ass. So that's what I'm talking about. Um, speaking of kicking ass, uh, Joe Barry is doing a kick-ass job for the most part. Obviously, the red zone defense is a major issue. But, man, he called a really good game. Going back and watching that game, he called a really good game, and one thing I loved that he has been doing for the last couple weeks is moving Gary around a lot. Uh, Rashawn has been lining up on both sides, but we've also seen him both uh, last week against the Steelers and then again against the Bengals lining up over center, kind of that walk-around, stalkerish role that we've seen Z do the last couple years. Ah, man, and he is a problem inside for some of those <laughs> interior linemen. He's just too quick. He's just too quick. So I, I love that Joe's starting to get a, a little bit more adventurous there. you got to move Gary around. you got to try and take advantage of some matchups. Um, I just love that he's doing that. And, and speaking of matchups, there is no one. There is absolutely no one on this earth that matches up well with Kenny Clark one-on-one. Kenny is the absolute man. I absolutely love Kenny Clark. This, this week was another example of him just owning people. Our friend Ben Fennell put something great out there on Twitter the other day, and I wanted to highlight it just because it causes an interception, essentially. I mean, if we can roll this, this first step, this speed, the way he controls this large human, look at that. 
tossing him aside like a rag doll, running this guy down, and then Amos says, thank you very much. I mean, that's all because Kenny just absolutely abuses this center. Like, look how quick that is. And now, and also, shout out to Preston Smith for staying in the running, the, the passing lane there and not giving Burrow a check, you know, a short pass underneath. Burrow's got to get either. He obviously should have just thrown it away. But, man, Kenny Clark is the fucking man. I love him so much. I love that he's playing at a high level right out the gate. That has been the knock against him, you know, throughout the first part of his career is that it does tend to take him at the first half of the season to work into shape, and then by the second half of the season he's kicking ass. Well, I'm telling you what, he arrived ready to kick some ass from the moment they kicked off uh, this year. And I know New Orleans game notwithstanding, he's played like a fucking bat out of hell in that game as well. It's just no one remembers it because the score got away from him. But, man, they, uh, they are so lucky to have Kenny. He's so awesome. Um, anything else on the defense, Corey, before we uh, highlight the upcoming uh, no, contest I brought, the Chicago Bears? No, I brought, I brought my things. I, I'm waiting for you to say something smart. Oh, that's never going to happen. Um, oh, let's take a quick okay. look that's at the Bears. That's why I've been waiting so long. Most sacks and the second highest QB pressure rate in the league. This is a team in the Bears that can get after the fucking quarterback. They can get after the quarterback, which is why i got to hope Got to pray that we got Myers and we got, uh, you know, Josh has done a great job. But if we can get Elton back, man, then you really like the Packers' chances. But holy Toledo, that defensive front, it's a problem. It's a real problem, and I hate it. I hate to admit it. But they always have a good defense. But this this front is playing at a very high level. And I know they just had an injury uh, to one of their reserve outside backers. But, man, Mac, he, he is coming for bear. He's not fooling around. Uh, next up, they have utilized recently a lot of three safety looks, which is allowing Eddie Jackson to kind of move around. We've heard Aaron Rodgers talk about it in the past, wanting to identify certain guys, schemes, whatever, pre-snap. You can bet Aaron's going to be looking to find Eddie Jackson pretty much every play, figure out where he is and what they're trying to do. But, man, this three safety look they, they utilized a lot last week. I got to think they're going to be utilizing it again this week just to keep Eddie on the move. Um, he's a really good player, obviously. It's not someone you just want to completely game plan around, but he, he's very, very good, and they utilize him in a lot of different ways. Uh, that's someone to watch out for. It's someone who could wreck some things in the secondary. Um, and then finally, the Bears' offensive line. Now, I know Ooh, I've been talking yikes. about this, this defense, and I know that they are formidable. But holy shit, people. The Packers should be able to... I'm not going to say dominate, but they should be able to uh, um, mess up this Bears offensive line. They are. I like. Good. I like. I like. I like what you're saying. Hey, uh, Nagler, you know what I want to say, Nagler? You know what I want to say about yeah. what you just said? What's that? That's very astute of you, Nagler. Oh, very funny. Very funny. Very I'm surprised funny. you didn't play that clip. Oh, well, you know, we all have our clips, and that was not the one for this week. I was talking about the, the office. <laughs> when I, I saw that, about... when I uh -huh. saw that, I could f I could feel your brain expanding. <laughs> For anyone who who doesn't know, that's that's uh, that is a reference to a question I asked Matt Lafleur about Amari Rogers blocking in the run game against Pittsburgh, and Matt said it was very astute of me. So. Yeah, I yep, have no. that. I wrote that down, and I took it with me. To, here's how important it was. I wrote it down, and I took it to New York with me. <laughs> well done. Yep, that was my gold star for the day from Coach. It was, it was very good. He was less than thrilled. He didn't call my, uh, my, my, my thing about the red zone offense on Monday. He didn't say that was astute. So, you know, can't, can't bat a 1,000, but. Well, yes, that's the problem. Nice. You know, you know the problem, right? Once you get it one time, then you're sitting there. Yeah, it's like me. It's like when I was Biandello. I was Biandello in Taming of the Shrew, and it was it was dress rehearsal, and you had an audience out there, and I flew out there. I did the Biandello monologue, and I was feeling myself, and it was like, oh, that's great! Everybody clapping, and then I chased it the entire time. So I'll, I'll be expecting you to chase that. That's the worst part, right? 100%. Chasing I remember you're going to be chasing that astute. Like, when is Coach going to say something about me next? Well, coach has to say, oh, he did say I nailed it today, though. I will say that. He did say I nailed it. But Man. I, like, 
to You're your like point, the teacher's pet. I'll never forget. There was a rehearsal. It wasn't even a show. We had a rehearsal. You know, at North Carolina School of the Arts, we had to do Moliere. Like, you had mm-hmm. to. You had yep. to do Moliere. There was a rehearsal that we just – it was one of those moments in the rehearsal room where it, you, it feels electric, right? Like, you just nailed it. Talk about chasing it. You can talk to ask Liam Garrity about this. We chased that moment for the entire run of the show. Never got it. Like, never even came close. Like, it was like, nope. you were just like, oh, that was so great. And then you're like, now you're chasing that thing trying. instead of doing the you thing. Keep trying to chase it. Yep. Yep. Totally, totally recognize it. No, I, I, I vow to you, sir. I will not be chasing my astuteness with coach. For the rest of the <laughs> Don't worry. I won't be calling you a student. Anytime yeah. soon. <laughs> That's, I, I am. I am well aware. Um, you ready to do this? Banky? I'm ready. Yep. All right. Yep. Let's do it. That's right, it's this week in the Packer blogosphere, the return of that venerable series. Corey, a lot going on about, you know, the Packers and everything going around the team, but, you know, looking around the blogosphere today and this week, I didn't see anything extraordinary. I didn't see anything amazing. I didn't see incredible creativity or cleverness. So, you know, I thought it's time to once again let people know about our partnership with Dad Season Tickets and the Milwaukee Rep. People, if you're in the Milwaukee area, you can save 25% off tickets for the hilarious new musical comedy, Dad Season Tickets. Just use code CHEESEHEAD when ordering. It's playing October 29th through January 2nd at the Milwaukee Repertory Theater. You can order online at milwaukeerep.com or call 414-224-9490. That's 414-224-9490. Limit of four tickets subject to availability. Not valid on previously purchased tickets or in combination with other discounts or offers. Not valid on October 31st or the last two weeks of the run. Discount offer expires November 15th at 11.59 p.m. Other restrictions apply. I always wanted to do that. There you go. That was pretty good. So, Dad, dad season tickets. I'm telling you, people, it, it is a hilarious musical about three daughters angling for their aging father who has Packers season tickets, and they all try. Yes, that's right. It's the structure of King Lear in a musical comedy about Packers season tickets. <laughs> I mean, come on. Packers, Packers season tickets. King Lear and a musical comedy. That, that there's nothing more American than that. Okay, that's about <laughs> as American as it gets. You know what I'm saying? It's like, hey, let's put some commercialism in sports, right? That's the classic, right? The Green Bay Packers, which is the classic of the classic, small town vibe. You get all the David and Goliath stuff. You get Shakespeare, and then you take the classic American form, art form, right? We have one besides hip hop. Right, our our second best export. Yes, well, jazz is in there too. Jazz. Okay, okay. Well, and I guess blues too. But but again, like rhythm and blues is you know, besides black culture, besides black culture, (laughs) um, you know, musical American musicals. That's it. Musical theater. I love it. So people, if you're in the Milwaukee area, seriously, check it out. They start October 29th. Go uh, MilwaukeeRep.com. Use code Cheesehead. For 25% off your tickets. It's hilarious. It's a lot of fun. You got to do it. Um, I do want to address everybody in the comments saying that, uh, you know, the offset of Coach calling me astute was Roger's sigh when he heard my name on Zoom today. Man, Aaron, can I just address the camera here? Aaron, I love you, man. I love you like a brother. Sometimes, yeah, you drive me nuts, pushing the ball downfield, shooing the check downs. But I love you, man. There's no problem on this end. I hope things are well with you. Go Pack Go. That's it. That's all I had to say. Are we ready about. for some comments? So uh, some of you have said that uh, Nagler was clipping. You're hearing Nagler cut out. It's because Nagler forgot to uncheck one button. So it's all Nagler's fault. So that, that just letting everybody know. No, that. no, 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 no. <laughs> You're not putting this on me. This ain't on me. What button did yeah, I check? I would love to hear it. There's the audio ac- a cancellation button when you're on VMix Advanced. I'm not on VMix Advanced. 
There you yeah, go. you are. It's okay. You are. But it's okay. It's okay. We'll fix it next week. Sorry, guys. Um, so I got the VMix social going. Uh, let. Ooh, that's a good one. When is the Cream City Bricks Festival? No, we're not going to do that. All right, that's what I'm talking. Uh, let's uh, let's start with the first one. Big B, Big B, put that cup in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, baby, put that cup in the Hall of Fame. Packer fan Hall of Fame, right there. I, I'd rather have the cup go in than me, Big B. So uh, shout out. <laughs> Shout Bryson, out. Bryson with the super chat. Uh, thank you. I think they will do more play action when the line gets healthy. Probably don't want to have 12 turn his back with a young offensive line too much. No, I've heard that a lot, and I don't buy that at all. Um, they've played really well. If you look at the tape, he's got like four, five, six, even seven seconds at times. Like they've had a good pocket. Now, yes, Royce Newman's been taken advantage of a few times, but I don't think that's a huge component i think maybe every once in a while when they're putting the game plan together they think well you know young guys whatever but they've held up really well in pass pro so i would suspect that's probably more of a thought than an actuality but that's just my guess carl van beckham longtime supporter thanks for your support carl watching from saint cloud minnesota the belly of the beast that is viking territory sorry about that you know you can move to wisconsin it's uh that there's this little thing called free will uh, Andrew, Andrew, I live in Lower Michigan now, so Cheesehead TV gives me a feeling of being home. I appreciate you, fellas. Amazing cup. I had one. Andrew, Andrew, carry the G. Go find that cup. It's in the junkyard somewhere, okay? Somewhere in <laughs> Lower Michigan. <laughs> yeah, it's. if you find it, you'll, you'll feel better about yourself. It'll be okay. Nick no from Facebook. We finally got Facebook comments in, so thank you, everybody hey! joining us from Facebook. Facebook, Facebook, Facebook. Okay, so uh, Nick. I'm cheering for Facebook. All right. <laughs> okay, I'm for the people on Facebook. Just to be clear, not for Facebook. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, why does why does okay? So Neg, so I I picked this because yeah. you know you already dressed this. I'm just you know I don't I just people people have these questions because they listen to your press it. conference today. Uh, no, why does Rogers hate Neg so much? You could hear it in Rogers' voice as soon as they said, "Go ahead, Aaron Nagler." <laughs> Well, I, you know, I I've heard worse. I don't think Rogers. he hates you, by the way. I don't yeah. think he hates me. I think I think we have we have a friendly back and forth uh, that is sometimes filled with tension. And that's about it. Well, I, I don't wait. I'm going to answer that because I don't give a fuck. Okay. So Aaron, Aaron is very Aaron is very um, generous. Uh, Aaron Nagler. Aaron Nagler is a very generous and um, and you know what is the other thing I'm lo looking for? I don't know. Like you're you're too good to say this, but it's like, you know, sometimes when you believe, like especially reporters, right? If you if you believe in this reporter journalistic thing, right? And 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 Nagler has gone the path of like, hey, I am a fan, right? But I'm still gonna call balls and strikes, right? Um, for me, I don't call. I mean, I don't care about balls and strikes. I only care about Green Bay, Wisconsin, as far as like what people have to say, and all my lens is through that, which is why I can say things like I don't like Wisconsin Badgers. I don't really care about the Brewers. I don't really, you know, all these things, right? I love them. Like I love the Brewers. I, 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 I love the Bucks. But it like everything is Packers first, right? And if Packers are number one, then everything comes before then. And so. I think Aaron Rodgers had a wake-up call this offseason, and it wasn't because of Aaron Nagler. I think it was a wake-up call to realize that Packer fans are not just going to toe the fucking line when it comes to Aaron Rodgers' bullshit, and we're not necessarily going to believe him and his agents when they say things, and then turn around later on and be like, oh, well, I never authorized anybody to say that about me. And you know what? Like, If Aaron Rodgers hates me because I said that, well, fine, because it's like, dude, that's fucked up. Like, It's fucked up what you did on the off season to the fans and you've never really atoned for that. And you've never really addressed it. You had a great press conference where you talked about what the issues were for you. And you had a great press conference where you shit all over green Bay, Wisconsin saying it wasn't a vacation destination, but you also didn't take the time to say to the fans, the Packer fans, the people that, you know, are here for you that, you know, all the shit I just said, like, dude, I'll fucking like lay down and Aaron Rodgers can freaking walk over me. If that's what it takes for the Packers to win, you know, the Super Bowl. So it just, you gotta you, you can't just you can't just be you and then 
expect every Packer fan to just follow you like freaking lemmings into the, the depths of Mordor to just die on their sword for you. They'll die on their sword for the Green Bay Packers. But, you know, I think he had a wake-up call, and I think, you know, Aaron Nagler represents Cheesehead TV, which is devoted to Green Bay Packer fans, not devoted to Aaron Rodgers fans, by the way. Um, Aaron Nagler represents that point of view. And that point of view doesn't stick with Aaron Rodgers' mentality and his point of view. Um, so I think it's a little bit of truth-telling that got in the way of Aaron Rodgers' narrative. And, um, you know, I, if I'm going to catch hell for it, and, you know, the thing that sucks is anything I say, Nagler catches hell for. So, you know, whatever. <laughs> it's a life we live. It's true. It's true. It's been my lot in life for the last, like, 20 years, really. But, Corey, that's, uh, that's greatly appreciated. I think you really... Uh, you really put a spotlight on not the reason, but it's part of the reason. It's a big part of the it's reason. Part of it. that, uh, it's part of there's it. There's tension there this year where that wasn't there last year. No doubt about it. No question about it. Um, all right. So uh, Jocelyn, Jocelyn, thanks for the super chat. Is Tay on Sharp's level? Don't yell at me if the question is way off base <laughs> as I'm not old enough to have watched him. 17 is best Green Bay wide receiver I've ever seen. Okay, I'm going to do this before Nagler. Yes, 100%. He's better. Okay, thank you. Go ahead, Nagler. <laughs> Wait, you're saying Devontae's better than Sterling Sharp? Is that what you just said? Yes. Yes. All right. Um, is he on his level? Absolutely. Um, he is a man among boys. He is productive no matter what the defense is trying to do to him. There's no question about it. I'd still take Sterling Sharp every single time. Uh, as a more physical specimen, as a guy who can probably do more don't forget, I mean, everyone talks about, oh, everyone knows it's going to Devontae. Uh, the, the defense is going to double-team him or whatever. He's going to man up, blah, blah, blah. That was Sharp. Sharp did the exact same thing. Why do you think it's Sharp's record that, you know, the reception record that Devontae's been chasing in a single season? It's because Favre did nothing else other than throw to Sterling Sharp. And you know what? what's amazing, what a lot of people seem to forget, is that Favre got better once Sharp was gone because of the injury because he was forced to spread the ball around. And when Devontae has missed games, you've seen Aaron be forced to spread the ball around, and the offense has been more efficient. So as far as the two of them, they're both very, very close. Devontae I'm, is I'm trying to decide if I'm going to pick off the nit or if I'm just going to move on. I think I'm just going to move no, on. No, do it. What are we doing here? No, it's fine. It's, it's fine. It's fine. It's what we do. It's fine. Oh. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I so just, I, I hear you, but I feel like soft. you kind of... It's soft in your old age. Nagler, I feel like <laughs> you're skirting, you're skirting the thing when you're saying, oh, well, what does the offense do? No, Devontae Adams, you look at any play Devontae Adams is in, except for two plays right. this year where he actually dropped the ball. Okay, I believe it's two right. plays. I think it's right. two. Look at any play, he literally breaks people's kneecaps for a living. Like... People like lose. It's like they a ghost of them leaves their body every time they play him. You try to play him press, it's over. So it's just like I don't know. I, I yes, he's on par, and we'll see. I mean, look, he's on you par. know, um, like, that's the other thing. It's all in the bo eye of the beholder, anyway. Like you know, hundred percent. They're both great. They're both great, and that's all that matters. But yes, to say that he's not on par with Sterling, I think at this point is a little foolhardy. He absolutely is, no question. Uh, thanks, Jocelyn. Jack John, I asked my dad if 33 is the best Packers running back in his lifetime. He said he's better than Amon. Agree. Ooh. Oh, wow. That's hard. That's a really hard one. I'm going to say no. Only because with Amon, Aaron's great. He's shifty. He's, one, he's fantastic in the open field. Lightning in a bottle a lot of the time. You saw that run, huge run against Cincy. Great in the passing game. They're utilizing him downfield, etc. Yep. Very different offenses. Amon, though, that 2003 year when Favre mm. broke his thumb and everyone in the damn stadium from the defensive line to the safety to the beer vendors knew to the guys in the Goodyear it. blimp knew they were going <laughs> to run it. Not only that they were going to run it, but they were going to run it to the right or to the left. Favre talks about this. Like You would hear the defenders talking about it because they would bring in Kevin Barry and they would go jumbo, and they would, you know, the whole defense is they're going right, they're going right, they're going right. Now, obviously, 
a lot, you know, you got to give the props to the offensive line because they were great. Wall, Rivera, those guys were amazing. But goddamn, if Amon Green didn't produce the entire fucking time that Favre was hurt with the entire stadium knowing he was going to get the ball every single play that he was going to get it. And he still not only produced, produced at a level throughout his tenure in Green Bay that made him the highest, you know, the number one rushing running back ever in the history of the Packers. So I love Aaron Jones. I think he's amazing. And I do think this offense would be better served if he was given the ball more. I think his production would increase. We could start talking about how amazing he is. I think part of the issue, though, is what they are so afraid of is if they feed Aaron Jones, they they want Aaron Jones to be available. And they want him to be there long term. They want to be, you know, with uh, an offense with Aaron Jones in December and January. So they want to make sure that his load isn't too big early in the season. Mm-hmm. That wasn't a problem with Amon. Now the problem with Amon was fumbles, obviously. Mm-hmm. But you know, yeah, I love Aaron Jones, but I got to give the nod to Amon on this one. I mean, so I, I think I think really the the, the jury's still out, right? It, it, it's it's one of these things where like. You know, sure. he Absolutely. hasn't reached I mean, like Devontae's right there yeah, with with you know with Sharp, Charlie, but it's right, like right. Yeah. you know Amon Green. He's one of those like he's one of those interesting. And he players was in the passing where, game too. I don't want to chart Amon in the passing game. And he was so. Either. Here's the thing I was gonna say is that Amon Green was one of the best pass blockers that we uh, uh, yes. uh, pass protection blockers that Great. we've ever had. So Great. you know. Honestly, the only person better than him is probably like Horning and Dorsey Levins, like if you really want to get at it, right? Um, And and probably that's only a thing about body type with Dorsey, right? I feel like A.J. Dillon could be the next Dorsey Levins. Like when I think about A.J. Dillon, I think about Dorsey Levins all the time. I don't know why. Maybe it's body type. I don't know what it is. The passing game. God, he's so good. Yeah, yeah and, and you know, so so yeah, but it's a great question, and um, you know, it's all subjective. But you know, what do we know? Uh, nothing. Word. Well, it's, when it comes to me, I know nothing. Uh, so Johnny <laughs> Rivers, thanks for the super chat. Rogers is averse to taking the checks, and Favre Favre is averse to giving them back. <laughs> hey, got it up. Dag, thanks for the super chat. Can't wait for this game. Going to be home for this one. Go Pack Go. Also, don't have to see me in a truck stop shower for this week's happy hour. <laughs> Dag, it was great to see you. Wait, what happened? Night. Thanks for joining us, man. Dag, you know, usually joins us from, from driving his truck wherever in the country he happens to be. He's joined us from, I think he was in Arizona one time. Uh, oh, a couple okay. weeks ago, he was in Ohio or something. He was and... in the shower and he had, like, the well, phone on? Oh, he had the phone. He wasn't in the shower. He was in like a, you know, a truck stop. He's a truck driver. So he had stopped over and he knew happy hour was happening. And so he set up his phone. He set it down and he was asking a question and then he was on his way. But he just, that was the one place he could do it was like in this kind of shell of a room that was like multi-purpose, including a shower. So, Dag, you're the man. Thank you, buddy. Gotcha. Johnny Rivers, you keep you keep throwing us that money. I'm going to keep talking about you. Banky, you're a good friend for bringing up that triumph. Nagler is far too modest to astute his own horn. <laughs> uh, I like your wordplay there. I like your wordplay there. Uh, Preston Meyer, thanks for Super Chat. Do you believe there's a chance Z and Jair return? Very good question. Jair, yes. Z, I am less confident about. I think they get into the playoffs, yeah, possibly, but I think Jair, there's a a much better possibility for Jair than Z. Z, I'm I'm not I'm not hopeful. I really don't like that, but uh, nothing you can do about it. Uh, Massimiliano Margagliati, Margagliati, I messed it up. Uh, time to say Campbell is playing like elite inside line. He is elite. Yeah, he, he is. is uh, he he's is playing at a high level. I don't know if he's like you know Fred Warner or anything yet, but man, yes, it, it is. It is incredible. Uh, I think I said on Daily today, it's like we've been wandering in the Sahara Desert as Packers fans looking for a glass of water, and uh, he is a big trough of water because, my God, seeing competent linebacker play in Green Bay, Wisconsin, <laughs> it's been a long time coming. And, yes, a, a thousand percent, he is uh, absolutely killing it. Really, really happy he's a Packer, no doubt. I love this one. Corinne Nerswicki, I think I got your name right, Corinne. Humble brag, I just got a raise and love the content you guys put out. Have a few on me. 
Go Pack Go. Congratulations, Corinne. Congratulations, Corinne. Wait, that's awesome. Got a raise? What's that like? She <laughs> Nagler, Nagler. She got a raise, and she chose to spend the money on you. Okay, I, uh, Corinne, be happy about I can't it. thank you enough. I can't thank you Just enough. Be happy, thank you okay. so much for the support. I am. I'm drinking beer in her honor. Salute. Big Daddy Cool Breeze. Thanks for the super chat. How much do you think? I was waiting for that. How much do you think Adams wants to play in Las Vegas with Carr now that the Gruden bomb got dropped? <laughs> oh, I, mean, I don't. I think he loves Carr. It's his college quarterback. I think if they pay him and he's allowed to hit free agency, which we're a lot of ball game left, but yeah, I think he'd love it. I don't think you know. Obviously, they're going to have a new coach. Maybe it's someone Devontae likes. Even if it isn't, if they pay him, I don't think he's going to give a shit, really. But, yeah, I mean, we've got such a long way to go. Like we were talking about earlier, I know Tom wrote about Packers need to pay him, blah, blah, blah. A lot of ball game left when in regards to Devontae and the contract. So, yes, I do think he'd love to play with, Dave, with Carr again, but um, I doubt it happens. Yeah, he also would like to win a Super Bowl in Las Vegas and win one anytime soon. Uh, <laughs> Joshua Sakura on Facebook. We got people on Facebook. Hey, appreciate your Facebook. Facebook. I know it's been some weeks before we actually saw your chat, so appreciate it. Ordered two T-shirts from Cheesehead TV yesterday. Thank you very much. Appreciate Thank you for that. the support, you can... buddy. Thank you so much. For... Thank you. For those of you that on on YouTube, you can you can order uh, uh, right below our our YouTube right now. You can actually order um, merch from Cheesehead TV. Otherwise, you can go to Cheesehead TV Teespring dot com forward slash Cheesehead TV, uh, and you can, you yourself can get some merch. Although if you order the Bears still suck merch, which is freaking awesome, you will not get it by this game, but you'll probably get it by the next Bears game. You'll get it before the December game. I will say also a much easier way to go. If you if you you can't find the Teespring thing, just go to cheeseheadtv.com. On the top of the website, there's a button shop. Just hit shop. True story. It'll take you right there. True story. The entire merch line is right there for you. Dustin, thanks for the super chat. It's Bears Week. I'm going to be watching this tomorrow, driving across Arizona, one of the few states with as few Super Bowl trophies as Minnesota. Go pack, go. The Bears still suck. Appreciate you, Justin. Dustin, That's sorry, what I'm Dustin. About. Thank thanks, you Dustin. for the super chat. Johnny Rivers, just keep paying us money. I really appreciate it. Respectfully, Sharp absolutely dominated in a more physical, defense-oriented era with no running game and Perry Kemp, and he was better than Rice. Very, very valid. I don't disagree, there, man. I don't disagree with anything you just said. I mean, that's the thing, right? I, yeah, I'm not going to go on because everyone knows how I feel. But Sharp was, yeah, he was different, man. I know Devontae's amazing and the man, but, man, Sharp was... Otherworldly. Uh, Steve Grover, thanks for Super Chat. Thank you for letting us Packer fans know about Dad Season Tickets. We're going to Dad Season Tickets in November. Keep up the great work, Cheesehead TV. Thanks, Steve. Uh, thanks, let Steve. Us know, Enjoy the show. Let us know what you think about the show. Um, but, um, yeah, I'm excited to see it. I'm excited to see it. Porkmaster, I see Cheesehead TV as my Packers drinking buddies, but LaFleur thinks astute. This is why he is the head coach. He sees the layers. <laughs> oh, nice. Hey, we're working on Matt getting over to Corey's house to be one of, one of yeah, said drinking buddies. So for a long time. We'll, work, we'll keep working on it. We're going to be working on that forever, and then Matt's going to hate yep. us. You know, it's just yep, what exactly. happens. Dean A. Thanks to Super Chat. A coincidence, Tunyon's, excuse me, let me rephrase this because I just said uh, Lil Tun's name wrong. Coincidence, Tunyon's quiet year and our red zone woes, question mark. A little bit, Dean. Um, Aaron and Coach were both asked about that today. Um, there's no secret, you know, Tunyon's been asked to do a lot more kind of inline stuff, motioning in to help with whether it was Bosa or Watt, what have you. He's been not featured in the red zone as much, Aaron said today, you know, you look at the number of touchdowns he'd thrown at this point last year compared to this year, you know, it's it's down, and a lot of that is robbing Tunyon. And he hasn't been featured, really. He hasn't been the guy that they've been drawing plays up for down there. Um, yeah, there, I think that'll even out over time. Devontae kind of mentioned that today. But there's no doubt that they need to get him more involved because he's so talented. He's got such good hands. He is a absolute. He's like your poster child for a red zone weapon. I'm interested to see what they draw up against Chicago on Sunday in that regard. No doubt. Keith P. Thanks for the super chat. Did you expect the Packers to be four and one in October? Go Pack Go, bro. Keith, 
I actually expected the them to be five and zero. Yes, you did. No. Um, I but think I'm not, I'm not mad at four and one. By the way, uh, by the no, way, I'm no, not mad not. at it. I think it's awesome. Um, I think if you go back and watch my prediction video, the only loss I predicted was to San Francisco. So I think I did expect them to be four and one. I just got the loss wrong. So there we go. Hmm. Porkmaster, thanks to Super Chat. This Super Chat is for Preston Smith being a complete menace on Sunday. I'm chatting it into existence. True, true, true. Preston Smith has been very, very, very good this year. What a fucking year this guy's having. I I don't care if he has one sack or 20 sacks. This guy is playing elite-level football. I love Preston Smith. Love him. Uh, Hold on. Stanley Williams. (laughs) We don't need Jim Leonard. We got Barry. Okay, Stanley... I really appreciate the super chat. I fucking hate Jim Leonard. <laughs> That's why he did it. You know that. He's trying Stanley, to get you going. <laughs> Jim Leonard is the devil. <laughs> no, wait, wait. Wasn't he a terrorist? Now he's 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 gone another level. Now he's the devil. Not just a terrorist, but a devil. I like it. He I if I saw if I saw Jim Leonard, I would I would <laughs> I wouldn't oh do anything because he would beat my ass. But yes, okay, that's true. if I saw if Jim Leonard was like, "Please, sir, may I have a, <laughs> a pence?" I would give him a. I would give him half a pence. That's how mad I am at him. Amazing. Oz Osborne got any Oz? colored shirts yet? Oh, wait a second, Oz is here. What's up, yeah. Oz? Well, he woke up. He woke up. He Don't tell anybody. To be at transplants, amazing. What's up, Oz? Can't believe how you it. Doing, buddy? I cannot believe it. Incredible. Uh, <laughs> We do not have collared shirts, Oz. Oz. Oz has been begging for collared shirts for a long time. I feel bad, but Oz, they're not on offer at the moment. I'm sorry, buddy. We will let you know. The second they are available, you will be literally the first to know. Greg, Somerville, thank you for the super chat. Do you think there's more than just the injury issue with Z? Love the guy. Just seems like a lot happened with the captain status, contract, then the injury. Love you guys. Carry the G. Go Pack Go. It's interesting, though, because you got that order wrong because the injury happened prior to reporting. It was a non-football injury, remember? Um, I want to say yes. I want to say there's something more there. but I, I And I know, this I know, I know he was pissed they didn't extend him. When they did the restructure this offseason, he wanted an extension in the worst way, and he wasn't quiet about that. You know, he had put it out there on Twitter, what have you. But Everyone, and I mean everyone you talk to, whether it's in the building, whether it's the agent, whether it's whoever, they all say 100% it's about the injury. And I can only take them at their word. You know, at some point you keep asking this question. I'm not saying you, but like myself as someone yeah. who's, you know, in the media trying to find out, whatever. You ask so many times and you keep getting the same answer across the board. I can only take them at their word. And everyone to a person says it's just the injury nothing to do with the contract so you know i i will always kind of be like okay it feels weird but you know that like i said i can only take them at their word so for for now until maybe there's some other reporting around it and maybe somebody finds something else out i can only think yeah it's just the injury that's and that's where i'm at and there you go there is where you have it People, next time we see each other, the Packers are going to be five and one. Five and one. Need I say? After beating the Mason uh, Crosby, will not miss any field goals. No, you know, no, no extra points. Nathan, okay, you've asked this question a million times in the chat. When you say there is tension that wasn't there last year, what do you mean by that? In regards to Aaron Rodgers, Aaron and I were cool last year. Then the off season happened, and now we're not cool. That's all I know. That's it. That's literally it. So make of that what you will. Um, but I want to give a shout-out to everyone, every single one of our Patreon members. Um, clearly, we do the Patreon happy hour every Tuesday during the season. We do you know some events in the off-season. We will be having a Patreon event for the Bears game in Lambeau um, in December. Mm. It's going to be a nice cold one. Uh, if you want to help support Cheesehead TV, all we ask is $5 a month, patreon.com slash cheeseheadtv. To be totally upfront, you don't get a ton of exclusive content. It is just about supporting the brand, the website, everything we do content-wise, etc. But we do have, like I said, 
the, the event coming up. We do, we do have happy hour every Tuesday. It's a lot of fun. And I will say there are, there are lots of people now on the happy hour that mm-hmm. we've gotten to know pretty damn well. And it's just great. It's just a great community. Thank you for the support for every one of our Patreon members. We can't thank you guys enough. Uh, Corey, you got anything else for the fine folks at home? Yeah, I, I really want to beat the Bears, so let's do it. That's what I'm talking about. That'll do it for this episode of Packer Transplants Live. We'd like to thank everybody who makes Cheesehead TV part of their Packers routine. We are and will always be devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. What do we like to do? Put the best what out there. Come on, Nagler, help me out. Best five, all right? Best five. (laughs) 